0: Well, hey kids, this is The Preacher and The Piano Man, a fun podcast to help kids learn and pray the Bible with their parents. My name's Tyler. I'm The Preacher. And my name's Trevor. I'm The Piano Man. Whoa. Trevor, you sound cold. Where are you this episode?
1: I'm at the North Pole. Something I think happened on Christmas morning and instead of the gifts I asked for, I got this weird black thing and I'm trying to ask Santa what's
0: wrong. Trevor, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the weird black thing is cold. You got cold. Oh, well
1: I just, since you told me that I lit it and it's warm and I'm warm now so I can speak normal again.
0: Oh, well... Well, thanks, Santa.
1: He knew exactly what I needed. That's right. Warmth.
0: Make lemonade
1: out of lemons there. Proud of you. Uh, Speaking of proud, I'm proud of you, Tyler, because today you're going to go ahead and tell us another Bible story, and I'm going to ask some clarifying questions, and at the end I'm going to write a silly song based on what you told.
0: That's right, and today's episode is on Genesis chapter 4. The first family ever, 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 and the greatest commandments in the Bible ever, 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 ever. Let's do it. Hit the theme song.
1: Put down those yummy goldfish. Cause guess what? We granted your wish. You get to hear from your bucket list. It's the preacher and the piano man.
0: Fun and now go hand in hand.
1: And this time it will be grand. It's the preacher and the piano man.
0: Okay, so today's uh, vocab word, kids, is love, love. And love is care that costs. See, whenever you show God or someone else that you care and it costs you, that's love. Now, in Matthew chapter 2, some lawyers asked Jesus what the greatest commandment in all the Bible was. And there are 613 laws in the Old Testament. That's a lot for Jesus to choose from. Um, and he had a brilliant answer to this question. He, he said to them, look, I'm not going to give you one. I'm actually going to give you two
1: of the greatest commandments ever, 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 ever,
0: ever, 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 Now, uh, before I read them, Trev, do you have any guesses of what the two greatest commandments ever are?
1: Oh, this is easy. My brother told me this all the time. Uh, So the older sibling always gets the better controller when you're playing video games. Okay, that's first. Yep, and the second one is there is no I in team.
0: All right. Um, There's a me in team, though. Well, there's also a T in team. Okay, I think you missed the point of that. Now, let's, let's let Jesus clarify for us, okay? Appreciate your brother's rules. Here's Jesus's. Matthew 22, verse 37. It says, Jesus replied to them, First, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second one's equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Then he says this in verse 40. He says the entire law and all the demands of the prophets. Basically, he's saying the whole Bible, all of it is based on these two commandments. So in summary, he says, commandment number one is to love God with everything you have. Commandment number two is to love your neighbor just as much as you love yourself. And then Jesus says the entire Bible is based on these two. Or basically, if you get love right, you'll be all right. Now, the reason I bring these two commands up is because the Bible shows us that this is what's wrong with people. We can't get these two right. And you know what? They say, Trevor, if you get love wrong, your days will be long. That's right. (laughs) Now, in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve break the first commandment. They disobey the one command God gave them, and that's not very loving to God. And then in Genesis chapter 4, the first family ever breaks the second commandment. They aren't very loving to each other. You see, Genesis 4 tells us that Adam and Eve had two sons. They're the first brothers ever. Their names are Cain and Abel, and they just couldn't get along. Let's read it. In Genesis 4.1, it says that Eve became pregnant. And when she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Now I kind of love this verse because uh, Eve's, Eve is excited. This is the first child ever. It's like the first birthday ever. Um, and most parents are pretty excited when they have a kid, but Eve is super excited. And I don't know if this shout is like her coping with the fact epidurals don't exist, but I kind of love this version of Eve. I, I personally kind of think that every
1: single mom should should go ahead and say to their husband, they should shout, with the Lord's help, I have produced a
0: man. That would make some, some exciting times in the delivery room, no doubt. Now she's hyped about this baby, but guess what? Cain is a sinner. Just like Adam and Eve, just like you and me, this is a major theme in the Bible. All people are sinners. And we all have a hard time loving God and loving others. So here's how the story continues Genesis 4 2. It says, Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. And when they grew up, uh, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. So basically, Cain was a farmer. Uh, and it was time for the harvest. Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. And Abel also brought a gift. The best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. Now the Lord, this is here's the trick. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Now, basically, Genesis four two fasts forward. We go from like Cain and Abel being born to now they're grown ups, and they bring gifts to God. And God loves Abel's present because it says that Abel brings God his very best. But God doesn't accept Cain's present. And that's because Cain didn't. So, because of that, Cain pouts. He starts getting angry. Now, I don't know why, but Cain gives this like violent, explosive, angry guy vibe. Like, watch me punch this locker vibe. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Trev, what do you do when you get angry?
1: Oh I mean I do what everybody else does you know like my 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 skin starts to turn green and really bulks up my muscles grow huge I get like super strength I start saying I'm the Hulk, I'm the Hulk and I get like big fists and I like, punch down buildings
0: and stuff you know, just like everybody else um that sounds like you're talking about the storyline of the Marvel movie Hulk uh, I've never seen it okay back to the story. God knows this is how angry Cain is. In Genesis 4, verse 6, it says, uh, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what's right. But if you refuse to do what's right, watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Now, I love this. God's so awesome. He's like, Cain, Cain, Cain. I've seen this face before. You're getting angry. Your skin's turning green. You're about to Hulk smash some stuff. You need to chill, bro. But Cain doesn't take God's advice. And his anger led him to commit the most unloving act of all. He kills his brother. Genesis 4 verse 8, it says, One day Cain suggested to his brother, Hey, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Now, Trevor, I know that you are totally... Different from Cain, you would never hurt your brother, right? Have you've ne- have you ever done anything to hurt your brother? Oh Corbin? yeah,
1: never, ever. I definitely, don't ever go up to him and ask him to show you his his pinky. Uh, it's definitely normal. It didn't get smashed in the door because of me when I was a kid, for sure. Are you saying that you smat Corbin doesn't have a pinky? I cannot disclose that information at this point.
0: Hmm. I'll tell you what the Bible discloses. The Bible discloses that the Lord comes and confronts Cain about what he did. Genesis four, verse nine, it says, afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where's your brother? Where's Abel? Cain responded, I don't know. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, what have you done? Now, did you hear Cain's question to God? He said, am I my brother's guardian? Or basically he says, am I responsible to look out for my brother? And he says it kind of like snarky and sarcastic, but the answer to that question is yes. This is the second great commandment. You absolutely are. In Jesus's second great command, he tells us to love your neighbor. And neighbor means someone who lives close to you, and no one lives closer to you than your brother. I mean, like for some of y'all out there, you share bunk beds with your brother. Maybe Cain and Abel shared bunk beds themselves. They probably had bunk beds. I mean, I believe it. Now, Uh, Oh, wait, wait a second. Looky, looky there. Once again, someone's calling in on the preacher and the piano man phone line. Let's go ahead and take this call.
1: Hi, I'm Isabella, and I'm 13, and I have a problem. It's my brother. He's nine, and sometimes I just want to karate chop his throat off. So my question is, did God create little brothers or did the devil?
0: (laughs) Wow, now I understand that little brothers can be super annoying, Isabella, it's a great question, but big sisters sometimes can be tough to get along with too. See, the Bible shows us in stories like these that being a sister or a brother is hard, but your family is the best place to practice loving your neighbor. See, if you can love your brother, even when he's like wiping boogers on you or repeating everything that you say, you can love anyone. Oh, we got another call coming in. Let's take this next call. Go ahead. Hi,
1: I'm Riker, and I don't have a question. I just wanted to tell you that when my little brother was downstairs, I took all his underwear, and I hid it in my closet. It's been there for two weeks. He's literally had no underwear for two weeks, and he still hasn't told my parents.
0: First off, Riker is a great name. You definitely have parents who are millennials, don't you? Uh, but also, Riker— That's amazing. I know I'm supposed to say right now that you should give your brother his undies back, but at this point, it's been two weeks. So I'm going to say we just, let's just see how long it goes.
1: Yeah, right in the next podcast. I want to hear some updates. Yeah, I can't wait.
0: All right, last part of the story. Uh, Just like we talked about last episode, Cain's sin have consequences. God tells him that because he's killed his brother and lied about it, he will be kicked off the land. You know, just like Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden, Cain's kicked off his farm. And this scares Cain. Genesis 4, verse 13, it says that Cain replied to the Lord, my punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. But then the Lord God put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. Now, I know kids that this all sounds a little bit weird, but don't miss the point. God puts a mark of protection on Cain. It's not a bad mark, it's a good one. See, you remember how he gave Adam and Eve clothes after they sinned? He does the same for Cain here. Again, God doesn't shield Cain from the consequences of his sin, but he provides for him so that he can get through them. See, God is just, but God is also so merciful. Just like sin, his mercy is a major theme in the Bible as well. Now on that awesome note, Trev, you think you got an awesome song for us today?
1: I think I have an awesome love song
0: today. That's amazing. Well, you got 30 seconds to prep for it. Let me, uh, let me review the kids real quick. Kids, here's your homework. Thanks for listening today. Uh, number one, remember your key truth today is love. And what's love, kids? It's care that costs. Jesus' two great commandments are, one, love God, two, love your neighbor. And remember, if you can get love right, you'll be all right. That's also your memory verse today. It's from Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus uh, told him, he said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second's equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now your prayer assignment is to reflect on, uh, on how you can love your family better, how you can love your friends better, how you can even love people who are hard to love better. So as soon as Trev's love song is over, I want you and your parents Pray about this. Last, uh, I know last week's secret word phrase is going to be hard to beat, but this week we've got a new, new phrase. Today you're going to get your first word. Uh, so, kids, make sure you write this down. I'm Trevor. This week two of the podcast, episode four. What? What's the secret word for today? Slinkies. Slinkies it is. All right, Trevor, let's hear that song.
1: Love care that costs Oh, it's not just a word that's reserved for your ice cream Even if you really, really like ice cream Oh, love, love for your neighbor Means sharing your toys with your sister or brother Cleaning your room for your papa, or mother, oh love, care that costs. Well, that's going to do it for us on The Preacher and The Piano Man. Kids, this is your time right now to go ahead and pray for how you can love your family better today, your friends better today, and also maybe love on somebody who might be hard to love. We love you guys and we'll see you next time.